Amen. The Son, the Holy Spirit, and God. Amen. Uh, was uh, brought up to one of the elders uh, a question of what is the greatest virtue that a Christian man should uh, acquire. And uh, he answered and he said, the greatest virtue is to have the virtue of discernment. To have the virtue of discernment. Discernment as on knowing or differentiating right from wrong. And sometimes it is when the question is whether this is right or wrong, sometimes just as a general question, that might be an easy thing to figure out. Yani some, sometimes you can yani ask somebody a question, is it right or wrong to go to this place or to do this thing? Sometimes the answer to that question is very simple, very easy, and it's very clear. But it's not always just as simple as that. A lot of times the question is, will this benefit me or not benefit me? Will this edify me? Will this bring me closer to God? What direction will this action lead me in life? Is it going to lead me closer or further away? Could this be a trick from the devil? Could this be something that is just a trap? Because oftentimes things are presented in front of us in a, in a specific manner that may seem to be perfectly fine, but in, in reality it could be leading us to the wrong, to the wrong direction. The history of our church is filled with stories like this. And in fact, often when you look around your life, you may find so many things that for the longest time you thought that they were good or that they were good for you. But later on, you only grew to learn to find out that this was, uh, this was uh, bad. Today, uh, a lot of the people that were attending and, and watching the Lord Jesus Christ, they fell into this trap of not being able to discern what Christ is doing. So they looked at him casting out demons and they said that he is by Beelzebub, the ruler of demon casting out demons. They weren't able to discern that this is actually the work of God. Later on, when the apostles also started working out miracles in Christ's name, the chief priests and the Pharisees couldn't discern what this is. And they even gathered the council and they wanted to, well, they were already heavily persecuting them, but they wanted them, they wanted to completely cut them out or to completely get rid of them. Until an older man by the name of Gamaliel, Gamalail, he stood in the midst of them and then he says, just wait, wait a second because you might be fighting against God without you knowing it. See, oftentimes we are quick to jump into certain actions or certain things. And a thought comes in our mind and the second that thought comes in our mind, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, perfect, that's good. This is good for me. And then you jump into it. Fathers didn't do that. In fact, one of the most interesting stories that I, I read before is the story of Saint Benoit. 
If you know who Sam Bimwa is, he is one of the 4th century monastic fathers, and he is the one that wrote the account of most of the hermits. When Sam Bimwa had the thought of going into the inner desert to get the blessing of the hermits, and to get to learn about them. And, you know, later on, he wrote their biography for us. When, when the thought of going into the inner desert to meet the fathers, the hermit, the, the story tells us that he sat down examining this thought for two years. He sat down examining this thought for two years. Why? Just to make sure that this thought is from God or not from God. And then after two years, after many prayers and asking God when he came to realize that this is from God, then he took off and, and he wrote for us the, the stories of uh, and he wrote for us the story of like Sankaras and he wrote for us that all these amazing stories that we later on came to, to learn of didn't just come like this, but after two years of examining of examining this thought. St. Anthony, likewise, one time he had the thought of going to Greece. Okay, Greek people used to come to him, and one time he got the thought of, well, maybe I should go visit Greece. Maybe I have a, a mission or a calling to go door to the, to the grand land of the Greeks and then, you know, teach them about monastic life or teach them about Christianity or whatever. Same thing, St. Anthony, he sat down and he were examining this thought for many years. And at the end of the many years, he said to himself, if I remain here, I shall be Anthony. And if I go there, I shall be Antonius. So in other words, I am the same person here or there. So let me just remain where I am. And he never went anywhere, right? He never went anywhere. Now, <clears throat> we are in a completely different era and time in life, where we tend to jump quick on ideas or to jump quick on certain actions. And oftentimes we only later on come to find out that, that this is not, is not good for us. Okay? Now, the church, uh, the, the Christ, he answered them and he says, if I cast out demons by the uh, bells of the rule of demons, then by, by whom do your children cast them out, and then he gave some guidelines to be able to discern, okay? Now, let's use those guidelines. I'm just going to mention three of them today, okay? And then, but you have the scripture, you have the Bible, you can go home and open Matthew, I believe it was, yeah, chapter 12, and read, and you'll find so many more. And if you notice, if we take these things, right, these guidelines, that Christ laid in front of us of how to be able to discern, how to be able to discern a right from wrong. And you look at the apostles whom we are celebrating their fasting this period of time, and you will see that these all, these all guidelines apply to this apostle. Number one, he says, he who is not with me is what? Against me. So number one, is this thought or will this action make me remain in Christ or is it going to separate me from Christ? Whatever action it is or whatever thought comes to your mind, following this thought, 
will you remain in Christ or is it going to take you apart from Christ? Like one time, a young girl went to one of the fathers and she said to him, Abuna, there is this occasion and it is going to be held in this place, like whatever, like a club or like a bar or something. And, um, you know, my question to you is, shall I go or shall I not go? So he answered her. She was waiting to hear, yes, go or no, don't go. But he didn't answer. He answered her very simply and he said, will Christ be there? Will Christ be there? Whatever place that you want to go to, will Christ be there? And if you go to that place, if you go to that place, are you going to find him? If Christ is within you, if he is within you, and you go to that place, is he going to remain to be within you? Is he going to remain to be there? Or is he going to depart from you? I remember one time, one of the older fathers, Yani, this is the beautiful old days where yani, none existent anymore. He was asked that question about a movie theater, going to a movie theater. Okay, Now you might come and tell me, Abuna, you're a little bit too extreme. And I believe this was actually Abuna Bshoi Kamil. Okay? Abuna Bshoi Kamil, one time a, a young man went to him and he told him, Abuna, I, I want to go to the movie theater. Farah answered me, Allah will Christ enter the movie with you? <laughs> He didn't tell him yes or no. He said, will Christ enter the movie with you? And then he just had to thought about it for a second. And then the day comes and he decided not to go because he felt that he's going to be separating himself from, from Christ. The fathers, they teach us and says, what shall separate me from the love of Christ? Man sayafsalni an mahabbat al-Masih. will be like heavy persecution. Uh, uh, trials, tribulations, hunger, thirst, danger, sword. They give all of these things. This is nothing. I shall allow nothing to separate me from Christ. The fathers, the apostles, when the sword was put on their neck to separate them from the love of Christ, they said, no. Separate our neck, our head from our body. You can separate my head from my body but you cannot separate me from Christ. I'd rather lose my head than lose Christ. But nowadays, it's different. Christ, that one, became something that you plug in and plug out. Okay, come Sunday morning, I'm going to check, plug him in. Okay, I'm going to church, I'm going to go pray, put on Christ, put on the, the covered clothes, uh, you know, put on the, you know, the nice smile, put on Christ, okay? Now, in the evening, maybe on the same day, I am going on to the beach or something and take off the covered clothes and put on no clothes at all and then, and then, and then go, and then go to the beach and then Christ put on, put off, you know? That's not how it is, okay? What shall separate us from the love of Christ? You want to discern, number one question is, will you be in Christ? If you are not with him, then you are, what? Against him. There is somebody who looks, Abuna, I don't do anything good, but I don't do anything bad. I am neutral, okay? No good is, is bad. 
ما فيش حاجة اسمها no good and no bad. It's no good, then it's bad, okay? So what if you are not with me, then you are a against me. The second way to discern, second way to discern, he goes and he says, if you do not gather with me, then you what? Scatter. If you are not gathering with me, then you are scattering. Because your action that you do in public not only speak of you, but it also speaks of your faith. It also speaks of your faith. You are all the children of the Coptic Church. You're all the children of the faith. Okay? You all say, you go out and you say, I believe in God. And if anybody asks you later on today, where were you this morning? You're all going to proudly say we were where? A church. We're a church. You take communion? Yes, I took communion. Now, will your action reflect communion that you took? Will your action reflect that faith that you say that you believe? Because if your action don't do that, then you are doing Christianity, you're doing God a disadvantage. You are scattering, you are sending out the wrong message. The fathers, the apostles, people just, their shadow, their shadow came on the sick people, just their shadow came on the people that were demon-possessed, and immediately they were healed from their diseases and evil spirits came out just from their shadow, okay? This is what kind they reflected, what kind, a lot of times, you know how usually the shadow is darker, you know, like when the sun is there and then your shadow looks like something dark, like a black spot on the ground, right? A lot of times when I think of the apostle, I feel that their shadow was light. <laughs> I, feel, I feel that their shadow was not a dark spot, but their shadow was a light spot. Because they were radiating Christ that was within them. Are you radiating Christ that is within you? You go and you say, we're in the Coptic Church. We believe in life of holiness, life of purity. We in the Coptic Church, we believe in a simple tongue, a good tongue, okay? Now you go and you speak or you do otherwise, then what are you radiating? You know, what kind of message are you giving, are you giving to others? One of the, one of the interesting things that uh, when I went to Egypt, I visited, I visited the new museum. So the new museum has all the mummies. Not sure if any of you went and saw it, but it's very nice, very, very cool. I think I got to see that day 22 mummies or something like that, okay? No, I think 21 because one of them, uh, I think so, took him somewhere, yani. But uh, so I went and I saw 21 mummies that day. And interestingly, a few days later, we went to visit St. Anthony's Monastery. And St. Anthony's Monastery, we also saw, now not a mummy, but we saw Al-Anba Yusab Al-Abah, St. Yusab Al-Abah. He was a bishop. And he was discovered in, uh, there in, in the monastery. And when they saw him, that they found that his body did not deteriorate. His body did not decay. 
Okay, just like the body of Saint Bishoy and just like the body of a whole bunch of other saints that we have in our church without the extensive process of mummification, without the, the process of mummification. Just naturally, because, because these people, God dwelt in them like, like, uh, like what the Psalm says, that you will not allow your holy one to see corruption, okay? Now, when he's talking about this, obviously he wasn't talking about David, he was talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, that his, he did not see corruption, that he resurrected from the dead. But he's also referring to those whom Christ dwells in them and whom they radiate Christ to others. So the first thing is, Will this separate me from Christ or no? And number two is, will I be gathering with Christ or no? And then number three is, look at the fruit. Christ goes on after he mentions this, and he says, every tree is known by its fruit. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. And he goes and says that a tree is known by its fruit. Use this gift that God has given you of being, of, of discern, discerning, okay? Look at, take this and, and discern, you know, is the fruit of this good or is the fruit of this bad? You've seen path, different path that people, different people walk, you know, and, and, and you can tell what that fruit what that fruit is. If you walk with God, God will take care of you. If you walk with Him, He will radiate from you. If you walk with God, you will gather people unto Him. And this is what we are called, this is what we're called to do. May God give us all that gift of being able to discern. And don't jump on ideas, okay? Until you test them first to know whether this is from him or not, whether this will glorify him or not, whether this will bring you closer to him or not, whether this will gather or will scatter. May we be hearers and doers of the Lord. Glory be to God forever. Amen.